Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today we are sharing with you the audio from a seminar that we did last weekend at the Wisconsin Waterfall Expo in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. You can watch the full video version on our Dogbone Premium Library, which is going to drop next week, Wednesday. We hope you enjoy it. Thank you for having us, first of all. And Ben over there is going to film it. He filmed it last year. He filmed it the year before. We try to really, we try to create as much information and content. So we've got a really small company. It's called Dogbone. We sell products. Um, I train some dogs. I, I, I suppose I could say I breed a few dogs too, but I wouldn't call us a kennel. Um, we're primarily a, a products business, but I really feel like it's important if you're going to sell products, first off, you got to use them. If you're going to develop them, you got to use them because most of the stuff that's out there in dog training, it's really hard to reinvent that wheel. Like the guys have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. So there's ways that we, I think we can improve on it. And that's, that's kind of how we've created what we have with dog bone. But so we've got Ben filming it. We try to share a lot of the training information. And so the reasoning is, is because if I sell you this and you buy it, thank you. But what if, it, what if you don't know how to use it? It just doesn't do you much good. The tools, are, the tools are only as good as the people that are using them. And so I think that can be said in a lot of trades. Dog training is one of them. These three right here, I'll introduce the most important part of this seminar. It's these three over here. No offense to Taylor, who's the old gal, she's 10 years old. Spry is a puppy of hers, she's seven years old. Those are breedings of ours. These three are all litter mates. Uh, I've got Cece over here. I gotta make sure I know the right ones here. I've got Rain right here, and I've got Millie in the, in the back. So those three are identical genetically. They're six months old. Um, they're out of a dog that we, we trained uh, and had, and we did a series called Bella Be Good. Um, really nice, I'm really excited about these puppies. I'm training two of them. My buddy Chris here is starting one of them for me, and then when, when one of those goes home, I'll take the other one in and I'm big on like proofing what we're doing as far as breeding, meaning I want to train as many of them as I can. I can, I have the luxury of doing that because we don't breed that very many, very many of them. But one of the things we're going to talk about today is I will show you some of these old dogs. And part of it is because I talked to the few people at our booth, these old dogs. So I've been to a lot of seminars. I've done a fair amount of them, but I've been to more. And so I say that because I was sitting in the same seat. I was standing in the same spot and there's, well, there's a few spots if people want to sit down, but I really feel like these are value. These can be valuable. Now here's the, here's what I put disclaimers in the beginning of most of mine, because you're not going to see polished everything. In fact, I don't know what the hell I'm even going to talk about yet. How do you get, how do you, so I never would have been comfortable doing this 10 years ago coming up here, I used to have like a, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to work on this, I'm going to work on that. It's, it's how I used to train dogs too. I'd go into a session and go, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And I based it all on what I read, studied, watched, thought about, wanted to work. I got news for me and I found out real quick, it just doesn't always happen that way. So why I don't plan much in a work, in a seminar like this is because I don't know that it brings that much value. Because when you guys, because when I train that way, 
most of the time I'm audibling all the time. I'm changing directions. I wanted to do this, but the dog did that. So I had to do this and then the dog did that and I did this. It's this constant game of adjustment. And so when I come to a, a seminar like this, I could come in here and this is, this it could be, we came last night, we set our booth up last night. I could have come out here and set some stuff up. I could have ran some stuff with my dogs. I could have seen where the weaknesses were. I could have seen where the strengths were. I could have ran these two older dogs and been like, show, probably gave you a pretty good show. I've been to those, I've seen them. They're inspiring, they're motivating. They make me wanna go home and work with my dog. I want, at the end of this, I hope you all get excited about working with your dog. I hope you all go, man, I wanna get home and work with them. Or maybe they're right here. Hell, I might work with them here. Cause I've thought about doing that a little bit too. But what the inspiration is great. And there's a lot of inspiring things out there. Look at, look at the back door of the second grade teacher, the cat hanging there, hang in there, you know? Like there's all these little inspiring things out there that wanna make us do our stuff. The problem is, is when we go home and we actually put our boots on the ground and I could show you all this fancy stuff and then you'd go home and you'd go, I saw him do that. I saw Taylor do that. I saw, and you'd set it up and then you'd try to do it and your dog didn't do it. And you'd go, what now? Cause that's what happens. And then it becomes discouraging as opposed to inspiring. So I'm not interested in doing that. I'm not, I'm not lobbying for your business. I don't want you to send your dog to me. I can't take them. I wish I could take them all, but I can't. So what I want to do today is put the disclaimer out that I'm going to show you three young six-month-old puppies screw a lot of things up. And, you, and some will say, this, this seminar, raise your hand if you're a professional trainer. Got one here. Anybody else? I'm not doing this for Megan. <laughs> it's not why they asked me to come to do this seminar. The reason I do this is because, is to help people that aren't professionals. Or... I don't know, maybe some pros might get something out of it, but the thing about it is, is you're going, the risk I have is I'm going to look like, there's going to be points here where you're going to go, he's a, he's a trainer? Those dogs are in training? What? And then I'm going to, and I, how am I going to respond to that is going to be the key. But the beauty of it is, is it's, it's hopefully going to be a way to like go, oh no, we've made a mistake there. We're going to try this. And the reason, biggest thing, that I have found is when dogs make mistakes, very rarely is it the dog's fault. I, I'll go as far as saying it's not. It's not their fault. It's always what I did wrong. I always set it up poorly somehow. Now, I don't do it intentionally. I, I typically don't do it intentionally. Occasionally, I will. I'll actually set something up for a dog to make a little bit of a hiccup because it's an opportunity. I really feel like what the best mistakes are the ones we learn from. Like I, that's, that could be like me too. I could say that about me, not just these puppies. But the beauty of the, the beauty of this is if you handle a mistake the right way, you're going to get way better for it. The dog's going to improve on it. I think we get really hung up on time as trainers. I'm really, as people, I shouldn't say as trainers. I'd like to see people not worry about time as trainers, because I really feel like, I said to someone in the booth earlier, is that, is the gal here that had the five month old puppy that was talking about hunting it this year? Is she here? She was really stressed out about it at our booth. So she's not here, I can talk all I want about her. <laughs> she, she came up to me and she was telling me about how she wants, she's gotta get this dog ready by the end of September, and I'm thinking like, next year September is what I'm thinking. She said, no, no, this year, and I'm going, 
to hunt this year. Why? Well, I need to get an experience. And I'm going, ooh, I, that's fine. I'm not going to tell anyone how to train their dog. You want to do it that way? Do it that way. I'll tell you right now, my measurement of risk versus reward says I'll probably shoot for next September. And if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with that too. Because I had a dog here last, I had a dog here two years ago that was 14 months old. And I had a person come up to us at our booth and very stressed, you could see it. And they asked me, you know, what is the checklist? What are the things I have to have done in order to take my dog next week? Because guess what, what is today? 20, what's today? 26th. When's the first? Friday, right? When does the seasons open? Friday. So I'll, there's some people in this room right now that probably feel a little bit of pressure about next Friday. And so that person did, and they asked me, what are the checklists? What do I have to have done in order to take my dog next Friday? This was a couple years ago. So I, boy, there's, I don't know if I could make a checklist of where I'd feel comfortable. I, so she said, well, what about that dog? I just ran the, uh, this dog named Callie. I had just run her. And what about that dog? What did you have to get done in order to hunt her? And I had looked at her, I said, her, she's 14 months old. And her dog, this person's dog was 10 months old. And I said, she's not ready. She's not, I'm not, I won't be hunting her. The amount of relief that I saw immediately in her whole body, and the same happened this morning with this gal with a five month old, the amount of relief I saw was incredible. And then all of a sudden I saw it transfer down the leash that was wrapped around her body to the dog. And I said, your dog's thanking you for that right now. Because if you don't feel that pressure, you're gonna, first off, you're gonna accomplish a lot more. So I, these guys are six months old. I'm gonna work, I'm gonna work one here because I because it's too boring to just hear me talk so let me is that little guy here that is there there was a little guy Aiden maybe was his name that was at our booth he wanted to handle it he has an 11 year old dog that he said he wasn't able to train is he here is there any kids here you guys have you guys have dogs come here would you would you mind come on over so I had we're gonna what's your name Paisley nice to meet you I'm Jeremy so Paisley is that your dog over there? Yeah. What's his specs? How old? He's two. Two years old. Hunt with it? Yes. Okay. You handle it? Okay. Paisley handles that dog two years old. You, you handle it well? She takes him through a course. You're probably the wrong volunteer to pick. Good for you. Come on over here. We're going to have you take Taylor. I'm going to show you guys something. What, are the, what do you guys think are the biggest struggles with young dogs? Duck dogs. I mean, we're going to talk. You guys want to talk duck dogs, right? We're the duck thing. Attention span. What's another biggest struggle with a young dog? Who, distractions. What's the what's a th whining? Well, we're talking about a lot of genetic things here, guys. Uh, what's a physical thing like a like a mechanical thing that the dog struggles with as a duck dog? What's your biggest struggles? Breaking. Does anybody else think breaking's a big one? I think breaking's. I, when I used to, for, before I trained dogs, when I saw steady dogs, I thought they were, they were, it was magic. Like I didn't even think it was possible because the guys I grew up with, my dad's buddies that had dogs, there wasn't a steady one in the bunch. I didn't know what steady meant. I didn't know it was even a thing. Anybody else? Raise your hand if you think breaking or steadiness is an issue with dogs, duck dogs. Because I really think it's probably, what else? Is there another one? I got one that I think is really common. I see it more often than not. Anybody got anything else? Because I'm, I'm curious actually to think what, what people think is the issues. 
We have a really quiet group here today, guys. Marking. What is it? Marking. Marking? See, I've, does anybody else think marking is a big issue for a lot of dogs? I really feel like they do it pretty naturally. I'm like most of them do it pretty naturally. What I was going to say was delivery. Like I see a ton of dogs struggle with delivery. A lot of them will go get it. They just don't want to bring it back. Well, that, that can be an issue. So not what? Caring for the water. Not caring for the water. Yeah, and that can, sometimes that's induced by us. Um, so I'm going to show you a drill, okay? It may or may not help with delivery. Probably not, not in this setting. But it will help with steadiness, okay? I do not marking, and I'm glad you brought up marking because I don't do many marks. And, I, and you guys are going to hear, like, my approach to this. It's not gospel. Like, I read, I read... Robert Milner wrote some really good books. Robert Milner's a, a guy down in Tennessee. I bought some dogs from him and trained him. He's got some nice dogs. Uh, he's written some fantastic books. One of the best books I ever read was called Retriever Training, A Back to the Basics Approach. It was a really simple read. <laughs> Probably why I liked it. But it was, I mean, it was good. And then he also read one called Training the Duck Dog for the Duck Hunter, or something like that. And then that one was, that one was like, Day one, day two, day three, it was really spelled out. And then he wrote one more recently called Posit po Positively Dog Training or something, something like that. It's along those lines. Robert Milner, in his first book, Retriever Training Back to the Basic Approach, there's a chapter in it. I think it's chapter 19. It was Force Fetch. Chapter, the second book that he wrote was a step one, two, three. I didn't get nothing out of that. Like, my dog did not read that book and didn't understand what to do on day seven. And by that point, I threw my hands up and said, I'm done with this. It ain't working. His first book was so good, I've carried a ton of stuff from that. Except chapter 19, I've never force fetched a dog in my life. I don't think you have to. That's back to the delivery part. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But the third one is positively training a gun dog or something like that. It's a lot of clicker training and it's a lot of treat training and it's a lot of stuff that I don't do. Robert Milner's old. He, I, I've met him. I mean, I'm not saying this to insult the guy. He's a legend in his own right, but he's old. And in his span, he's changed written books and changed three different times pretty pivotally. Pivotally. I changed too. What does it tell me? Like, nothing is set in stone in training. So whatever I'm doing here or saying may or may not work for you. May or may not work for me all the time. But one of the things that I like to do, so marking is something that I think they do well, but I think what, what marking does is we like to do marking drills. And marking drills, everybody hang on to your dogs. Pretty nice, quiet, pretty nice steady group. Now, if everybody's dog, now I got their attention. Now we'll really see, because I dozed them to sleep here. Steadiest group of dogs I've ever seen. There wasn't a lunge in the group. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my friend Chris. Chris just gave an example of a very nice shaped delivery. I'm going to bail Chris out here. Chris is a very nice trainer of mine, friend of mine. He's very nice. Now I'm, I'm so nervous right now. I'm stumbling on my words. I just, Chris is a really good friend of mine and I really like his smile right now because he's thinking, you son of a. <laughs> so, so Chris started CC for me. Now, Chris, uh, you know what? 
in all seriousness, here's why I don't, here's why I do not plan anything in a seminar, because I didn't know that was going to happen. But here's the beauty of that one. Last night, Chris was at my house, because he lives up in the UP, and he came down, and I had these little two on, on place, and then he had uh, Cece on place. And Cece came off a of place a couple times, right, Chris? I'll let Chris chime in on this. Came off place a couple times. I didn't say a word. I judged the hell out of it, but I didn't say a word. <laughs> now, we've got a little bit of a leaky issue here with some of that place training. Wouldn't you agree? Now, I'm going to have you, you got pocket lead on you? Slip a pocket lead on her. And let's, Paisley, you poor gal. Should get her a chair right here. I'm gonna have you do it. I'm gonna have you make a retrieve with her in just a second. So, no break, right? <laughs> I said that before. No break as I turn my back on her. Never turn your back on a dog you don't trust. And I mean that because they know your back is turned to them. And that's when they're gonna break. They're not gonna break when you're watching them. They know when you're not watching them. So the difference, what is the difference that just happened here with these two? What did we do? She broke on that last one. What did we do this time? Put it, all we did was put a little slip lead on her. And if she broke, Chris had the other end of it and the timing of the correction would have been beautiful. Because the second she went, whoop, Chris wouldn't have had to say a word. Chris wouldn't have even had to be in the equation except he's the anchor. And what would that dog, that dog would have been embarrassed. The dog would have said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I know the dog's personality because I got her two sisters. They're not here to fight me. They want to work with me. But what did she not understand? She didn't understand that when I threw that dummy that her job was not to go get it. Now she, she would have understood if she broke because there would have been a little bit of a correction there. And Chris doesn't have to beat the little puppy up, but he has to anchor her and then put her back and go, you're good. Because here's how dogs learn for me. It's a balance of pressure and praise. Pressure when you do something wrong, praise when you do it right. I don't know a dog out there that's done anything ever to spite me. They wanna, they wanna do it right. That's the beauty of dogs. They have this thing called biddability. It's a willingness to please. They want, to. why did we bring them into our caves? Because <laughs> we had a job we needed them to do and they wanted to work with us. So, Paisley, you come up, Taylor. Gotta wake the old gal up. Taylor, wake up. Come on over here. Now, I would, Taylor, Taylor walked out here from our booth and she did not have a leash on. I, have, I don't put a leash on her very often. She's usually behind me, she's old. I shouldn't say that. She's, I shouldn't bring a shape for 10 years old. She moved, you're gonna see her move here pretty well. Uh, you can see the happiness barometer going there. She was sleeping before and now that tail is just, oh boy, I know this, I know it's gonna, and there, look at that, okay? I'm a, do, these things aren't robots. So what I really liked from Paisley was that. Do you know how, you know how I get the most out of my dog? It's not by reading the books, it's not by, being this master of mechanics, it's because I really think it's important to have connection, feel, and trust. Because I don't care if you're bad at mechanics. I've had people come to workshops that are not good at dog training. They're just not good. They don't, they don't understand timing. They don't, they don't know how to put a slip lead on the right way. Do you know you can put this on the wrong way? They don't know how to do that. They don't know how, they don't know. But their dogs and them are 
pretty beautiful together. And I go, boy, you got nice touch. You got good hands. And when I say hands, I mean you're like you're handy with the dog. But it always is right here to right here to right here. Her head to her heart to the dog. I have a big, I t there's a guy in England that I did a podcast with recently. Slingley Gundogs is his name. He's been training dogs for five years. He's really good. He's got like a million some followers on all of his social media. He doesn't even talk. He doesn't say anything. He just works his dogs. He's, re he's a really nice guy. But he did his first ever podcast with me. I was very honored because we have a podcast and like I reached out to him and he's been asked by a lot of people and he wouldn't do it. And we, he did it with me. And, and I asked him, I, I had no idea he'd only been doing it for five years, but he's really good at the stuff he does. He's a scratch golfer. He's a, was a, like a professional racer on a bike. He does all, everything he does, he does good. You can just tell he's one of those guys. Every group has one of those guys. He's it. I asked him, how do you do it? Five years, how did you learn to do it? I said, man, do you, what do you, he said, I, I really care about the dogs. I think his words were, you remember what his word, his exact quote was? He said, I teach them with compassion. I think is how he said it. And I go, wow, that, that's a lesson for me. I'm, I feel that way. I just didn't know how to say it. And I still don't know how to say it. I should listen to that podcast again. I want you to work with her, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you a cheat code. It's just slip a lead on. First, let's ask you to heal her off lead because I'll show you that she won't do it. I'll take that. Just tell her, tell her heal. She's going to heal on your left side, so she can come to me. So I'm going to have you say heal, and then I'm going to have you walk out. Just walk out to that, walk out past that dummy. So let's see how this goes. Taylor, very nice dog. Ten-year-old dog, trained really well. She, very nice dog. Let's see Paisley take her. I'm setting Paisley up to fail, and then I'm going to help her. Ah. Boy, they prove me wrong oftentimes, don't they? So, all right, let's see how we do it. Go, go ahead, keep going past that dummy. There's a little bit of a, as the distance breaks apart, and now they've, they've disconnected, right? Paisley, come on back here. So, they started out pretty good. Watch the eyes. I, I'm a big believer in eyes, so watch the eyes on Paisley, watch the eyes on Taylor. Let's try it one more time. <laughs> I, I'm totally setting you up to fail, aren't I? Come here, Taylor. Come here. Now I've got a, I've got a little, four, I've got a four-year-old daughter. She can handle most, she can handle most dogs better as, as well as I can. Now she's gonna heal on your left-hand side. I'll take the dummy. I'm gonna give you two, I'm gonna give you two hands. You've done this probably in your classes. Okay, heal her out past that dummy. Nice loose lead. You can let that lead down. There you go. And if you want to go faster, you go faster. Now, what, what do we change? They're connected. Physically. Watch them, though. Watch their eyes. Okay, turn and come on back here. Just got to go to your left side. There you go. There you go. Do a little spin. Yeah, you're helping her. She's helping Taylor. Taylor made the mistake. Paisley bailed her out. Go ahead. You can go a little faster, a little faster, a little faster. Oh, I say faster, faster, faster. What does Taylor do? We're connected. She knows. Good. Now, I'm gonna have you, I'm gonna have you heal out. I'm gonna pick this dummy. I'm gonna have you heal right back out. Here's the drill I want you to take away from this. Memories. I do a ton of memories. Because my dogs mark well. So I don't work on marks a lot because marks create unsteady dogs. I've seen it unravel a lot of them. Because we love what it looks like, because it looks like ESPN. 
throw the dummy, send the dog, throw the, get the dog. I mean, that dog got really pumped when I threw that dummy, locked in. That's what you want it to look like. They want to do it eager. I've loved their steadiness on all of them. But what I like to do is bore them to the point where they don't anticipate getting every retrieve. And all of a sudden that dog looks at me and goes, I'm not gonna get too excited, I'm not gonna whine, I'm not gonna bark and I'm not gonna break because hell, I might not even get to go get it. So heal her out and drop that dummy. And then when you get to it, here's what you just say. No, heal, and you're gonna turn and walk away and come right back to me. Now what I would do is, if this is a young dog, if you're doing it, this, we'll do it with these ones. Find yourself a nice straight edge. Find a fence, find a mowed strip, Find a hallway with their puppies. Find a hallway. Go ahead and bring her back. Left side, though. She's got to get on your left side. There you go. Bring her right back over here. And then I'm going to have you stop right here. You guys probably can't see it, but we are in the strips of the mowing right now. I can see the mowing. It's a nice little visual for her. Swing right around in front of me. And this is, this is a knack, too. Go ahead and take a step forward. And have her come to your left side. We're going to take this off because she's not going anywhere. So I'm going to have you here. You're going to stand right where I am. See how, see how she moves into position here? You step right here, Paisley. I'm going to back up and then you're going to take my spot. Right hand out over her nose. Go ahead. Put it right down over it and say, Taylor, go back. Taylor, go back. Taylor, go back. Go back. Go back. Taylor. We're just gonna, now watch what we do when she comes back. We can encourage her a little bit because she's old and slow. Come on, old, come on, old gal. We'll see a little more, more momentum out of Spry. And now we're gonna go underneath her. And I'm not even gonna take that dummy. I'm gonna pet her chin. I'm gonna pet her chest. Good. And we're gonna tell her good. And then we're gonna take that dummy from her. We gave her all the time in the world. Now if you want, what you can do, give it back to her. We'll take it like this. We'll say here. Good. Does she feel like any threat right now? Like, are we gonna steal this thing from her? You know how many people I see? Thank you. Spry, Spry, come here. Let's, let's see a little more action. Sit. You wanna heal her out and do the same thing. See if you can do it without the lead. Heal. Heal. Say Spry, heal. Spry, heal. We'll fix it. Come grab this. Left side, there you go, spry heel. It's amazing what three years will do to, to a dog. Seven versus 10. And spry's got a lot, of, a lot of zip in here. That's good. Go ahead, drop your dummy. Turn around, come back. Now, we're gonna, I'm gonna show you, like we're gonna get a couple of retrieves here. Now you walk a nice straight line too, cause that'll help her. And then swing around. The other way, yep, yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. Now take that lead off. Now what I, what I think is very important is, see where her body is telling us she's gonna go right now? Nose to spine to tail, that's where they're gonna go. So right now if we send her, she, her body wants to go that way. So let's help her out, so we'll take just a step forward. Until that, yep, step forward and tell her heel. 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 There. Now you come right here. Now look at the line that we changed. Right hand out over her nose. 
And her name is Spry. There. Now, get it to you. Now, under her chin. Get her to you. It's Taylor. Taylor, come here. Taylor. Yep. There you go. There you go. Good. We're connected, guys. Dead. Good. Thank you. I got something for you at the end, okay? Appreciate it. How about a round of applause for Paisley? Nice. That little girl's got some touch. So, that drill, guys, I can throw this dummy this far. You know how many dogs that are sent on blind memories or blind, blind retrieves will run that far and then start to hunt? That drill that Paisley just showed me, she could walk all the way till you can't see her anymore, drop a dummy and walk back here and turn around and send the dog. Now I won't recommend that on the first one, but what I would recommend is she runs that one successfully, then she goes to the pine tree, then she goes 50 yards beyond it, then she goes 50 yards beyond it, then she goes 50 yards beyond it. And what I really would recommend is instead of doing it that way, start out at the end. Start at the thousand yard mark. You want your dog to make a thousand yard retrieve? Start a thousand yards out. Drop the dummy and walk 30 yards away and send it on the retrieve. Replace the dummy, come 70 yards. Replace the dummy, go 100 yards. Replace the dummy, go 200 yards. Replace the dummy, you see the pattern here? Till you get to 1,000 yards. Because what is that doing? What is the difference in there? The dog's going back to the same spot every single time. It's just gonna help them. So, Taylor, go back, go back. Spry heel. That's a dummy there, isn't it? Spry, go back. Come on, is that a dummy? Go back. You here. Come on. Here, come on. Says, I know there's one here. You here. Taylor. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Get out. Get out. Good. Get out. Ah, 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 ah. Hi. Let's let her think on that one. Why do I do seminars this way? Because that happens. Let's let her think on that. So let's take this puppy. I'm gonna take, this is Millie. Millie, Millie, Millie. Millie's, Millie's got a lot of energy. That is a dummy, or is that not a dummy? Why didn't someone tell me I'm sending her to the wrong place? I'm pissed at her because she didn't pick up the garbage. I feel like I'm talking to my kids. Let's see, let's do this. I'm gonna set this little puppy up, and I think she can do this. Sit. <laughs> Millie, go back. Watch this. Here, 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 here. Uh, watch this. Sit.
Mealy. What's the difference? Right here, 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 here. Good girl. Right here. Good girl. Good girl. What was the difference there? That was the, I, I, I could not have set that up any better. It. The color of the dummy. That orange one she didn't see. What did she see? The feather, the white one. What did she go to? I had a couple of people ask me when we were in the inside, what's the difference between the white and the orange? That's the difference between the white and the orange. If I'm gonna send a young pup on something and I want them to find it without a lot of issues, I'm going white. If I want them to have to hunt with their nose, I'm going orange and I'm gonna put some scent on this. I'm gonna set them up for success. I, that, I, couldn't have, I couldn't have explained that any better than that. That was the easiest way to understand that. So, but did you guys see what I did was there, I lined her out and she trusted me to take that line. I'm gonna show you. I, I'm really happy with her right now because heel work is something that I can't sit. I can't emphasize the importance of enough. Sit. Now don't turn your back on a young pup because what are they gonna do? They're gonna creep. So I'm gonna keep a little peek out of my corner. This is how I build steady dogs. By doing all this stuff. By doing this stuff. Because now I'm gonna talk for a while. We just worked on something. Now I'm gonna talk for a while. She got out, she, you saw her, she's got a lot of pizzazz. She really, I'll show you the difference between this one and that one. Let's do this. Uh, adjustable leader, can I use yours? Oh, nice job, Millie. I turned my back on her, I walked away. Very easily could she have jumped on me there. This is the first time she's ever done this. And it's the first time I feel like she's ready to do it. I usually use those little pocket leads that you see us using, these little colored ones, because they're just nice, easy, lightweight. They slip on, slip off. I love them. This adjustable leader is more of a training tool. So I'm gonna, I've never steadied these dogs up formally. That one, Rain, this one, Millie. Nothing formal for steady. So when I would throw a dummy, Didn't try to break. But what would happen is, when I put my hand out in front of her to line her, there's a time when she would break. So what I did was, what did I do with that pocket lead? Ah, see, organization guys. The organized guy wins the most. I'm not the winner. I would take these pocket leads with her before this, and I'd have them on her. I could go out and set this up like, like Paisley just did. Then I would come back, and I'd love her up. I'm not in a rush. I'd take this off nice and gentle. I do this all the time with the dogs. I put my hand through the lead, and I put it on and off. I rub their ears with it. I do not want these dogs jerking their heads out. And as soon as they jerk their heads out, what are they going to do? freedom. I see it happen all the time. People are just deathly afraid to take a leash off the dog because the dog's going to go. Boy, is that a hell of a way to live. So what I want to do is get this dog so comfortable with this thing coming on and off. Slip your hand through it, get under their chin, love them up, and get it on them. I practice, I can practice that watching TV at night. You get the dog just super comfortable, get that leash on and off, and when it comes off, it doesn't mean I run around the house. So we're doing this all the time. So I go out, put the dummy, come back to her. 
I would take this off, I would square her back up because I want her nose, tail, spine. But what I do is I, I would take these little slip leads and I'll just wrap it around her. If she were to break, so you can see this, if she were to break right now, I got her. And she responds, those little ears pin back, she feels the pressure from this. This is pressure. When I say pressure, I don't mean beat them up. I mean like, this is pressure. Just the slightest bit. My, sometimes it's my body language to her. Leaning into her is pressure. Turn my shoulders, I'll get them to turn their feet. So I get her like that, and then I line, and I'm gonna show you what I would do. Heel. Millie. That a girl. Good girl, right here, little girl. Yes, right here. Right here. Good. That's a good dog. That's a good girl. Good girl. I'm actually gonna fix it there. She fixed it for me. Right here. Right here. There. Dead. Dead. Sit. Did you guys see how I did that little slip lead? And then I let it go. And I let her go. So, but did you also see before I sent her? She reared back like she was loading herself. And in the past, if I didn't have that little slip lead there, or when they're really little, you can watch videos of the first retrieves these dogs ever made. They happened in my shop. I put them in between my legs, they were very little. Put them right here, and I pitched dummies, and they went like this. And before they, I mean, they would have went in, this, in an instant they'd have gone. So I went like this, and then I, Millie, and I let them go. So then I go to the lead. And now, we're to the point I'm back here, I'm back on, and we're going to start doing it this way. Let's try a big dummy. Difference between big dummies and little dummies? One's big, one's little. No. That was a joke, guys. Come on, this is way too serious. I don't know, am I running out of time? Pam, where am I at? Okay. Whoa, tense crowd, I got to lighten this up. So, big dummy versus small dummy, the big dummy's harder to carry. This one can do it. That one, you're gonna, I'm going to show you her. She can't do it yet. She doesn't do it very well. So the difference too is I got all this garbage. I should, should clean this place up. Leave it better than you found it, right guys? So let's try this. I don't want to distract. I don't want to make it any harder than it should be. Let's make it easy on her. There's your mark. Most people would do that all day long, all day long, all day long. Heel. I just break it up. Add three feet. But what did I do? I put distance in, I put some time in, and I put some this delay in. So now what I'm gonna do is, she's never run with this before, so we'll see how she does. Sit up, sit up. Millie, go back. That a girl, that a girl. Nice big dummy. Look how she holds it. Look how she holds it. This, these dummies make a big difference in how the dog holds. I'm gonna fix it because it's not perfect. I'm gonna center it, that a girl. And then I'll let her hold it. And then I'll take it from her. Guys, this is a really nice little puppy. She's, a, she's got a lot of go. She's just, boy, you just can't, you can't hardly do too much with them. But you can. And so here's a little thing I'm going to leave you with on that. 
My buddy taught, this is not my line, this is a friend of mine, it's actually the sire of this litter. This one, I'll, I'll preempt it. Take, take what they'll give you. Come on. Aye, 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 aye. Come on. Come on. Come on. Aye, 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 aye. Come here. Aye, 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 Come here. Sit up. We're not going to panic. Like, there's a lot of people right there that go, oh my God. What does that do to her? What does that do for her? Do you think she needed any energy at that point fed into her of anxiousness or enthusiasm? No, the dog would have ran back to Pulaski for me if I, if I wanted her to. So, no, you're going to be up here. Ah, ah, ah. Sit up. Sit up. See that? Pick her up. Nope, you're right there. That's your spot. Now, I'm going to show you a different dog. Same genetics. I'm going to use the slip on her because she's not ready for this. Now, I like this dog too. Come here. Very different. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if you can pick out some differences in her. She was healing off lead at about four months. She's six months old right now. I was healing her off lead at four months. She's just really, really nice that way. Uh, she would go sit by herself and watch everything I did with that other puppy. She'd just sit down and watch me. She's just a real observant dog. She's a real hard dog when it comes to this. Now, she might prove me wrong too. For her, I'm definitely going to help her out and pick this up. Is this dog is not ready for intro to gunfire. She's just not there yet. She's still not swimming good. When I say that, I mean like she won't jump in the water and swim. That's not swimming good. She is she is cautious about everything. So let's, leave, let's see if we can't. So the reason I don't want to make the retrieve that way is because this could be too much for her. Just look at this little, you know, I think sometimes we have to put ourselves in the dog's shoes. Because if the dog were out there looking back at me and I were trying to ask it to do something, or let's say the dog runs out, which I want her to do, and she picks something up and she turns around and she sees this intimidating group, how a soft little dog is going to go, what in the hell is the village doing here? I don't know that I want to rush back. That's her personality. So you got to understand that if you're asking a dog, I'm, a, I'm standing back there telling Spry, I forgot about Spry, Spry you little bugger tried picking up the popcorn. Uh, if Spry's out there and I'm asking her to do stuff and she looks back, you kneel down on the ground and look back at that and tell me that you can pick me out clean and clear and not be a little bit surprised at the idea of all eyes on me. So let's be, let's, it's something that I think you can remind yourself oftentimes in training. Put yourself in the dog's paws. Think about it and, and then realize, boy, I probably set that up poorly. Let's try it again. Let's change something. Let's try it again. Let's change something. Try it again until you get it to start working. It's, a, it's this game of 
I took a blacksmithing class once for, we got it for a Christmas present. It was actually pretty cool. My wife and I went to it. The guy at the blacksmithing thing, my issue was I'm from the Midwest and I had a construction background and I want to get stuff done and I want to get it done now and I want to be efficient. That's how I live my life. And so this guy, we put, if you're ever blacksmith, you'll, you'll be insulted at how I describe this, but you stick a thing in this hot thing and it gets really hot and red. And then when you pull it back out, you start beating on it and shaping it. And so as it cools off, it doesn't shape that well. So you gotta heat it back up. It's pretty, it's pretty simple until you try it. So I took the thing and I, I was trying to get too much. Every single time I thought, I don't wanna stick it back in there, that sucks. You gotta wait, you wanna get more done. I only have so much time. So I'm trying to rush it. And the guy watched me for a little bit and he comes over and he says, well, you're not, you're not so bad, but not very good either. He said, you gotta start understanding that you can't get it all done in three hits, man. I said, what do you mean? He said, coax and correct. That's all you're doing with metal, is coaxing and correcting, coaxing and correcting. So I, I heard him say that and I thought, that's all I do with a dog. Take a little, take a step back. Take a little, take a step back. So with these dogs, sometimes my little sessions that I thought I was gonna do, don't, don't go the direction I thought they were gonna go and they, we don't accomplish what I thought we were gonna accomplish. And they're the best sessions we've ever had because I take what they give me. That's what my buddy told me. He said, take what these puppies give you. That one gives me more than this one was. So let's see. This one, I'll actually throw a mark for this one because I might have to to get her fired up. Look at the difference in how she goes to the dummy. Come on, come on, that a girl, that a girl. That's it, come on. Notice how she holds it, guys. These dummies make a difference. Come on, you want it, I do not use those rubber dummies, those plastic dummies. They're nothing but chomping and they're nothing but carrying poorly. That's a good dog. Now, I am over the moon, Sit. I am so pleased with that. But did anybody think it was like watching paint dry in comparison to that one? Because that little fireball is like back style, tail, all that. This one's, she's just goofy. She's got long legs. She, she had a little growth spurt here recently and she, she's that awkward teenage girl right now. She's just kind of out there, man. But that was beautiful. And I love what I saw, but did you see how it started? Now, I am way more excited. I gotta control my emotion. I'm getting kind of jacked up here. I'm way more excited about that retrieve because I was concerned that she wouldn't even do that in front of the group than I was with that one. And that one looked better. Anybody, which one looked better? Little Millie looked better, right? Like if you had to pick one of these ones, you're going to Millie. Cause Millie's a fireball, man, she's fun. This one, I'm so pleased with right now. And Millie, I'm going, yeah, whatever, Millie, yeah, you're fine. The reason I'm so pleased with this dog is because she just did something that she, I didn't even ask her to be steady. Do you notice that? She broke. I threw the dummy, I took the lead off and she went. So, and I don't care because I'm really pleased with everything else that happened there. So they're the same exact dog Genetically, they're the same exact age and they've lived in my house 
both together. I raised them the same way. I got news for you. Your dog, because it's 10 months old, and his dog, because it's 10 months old, are not gonna be the same. How many of us are guilty of watching? Like, I love social media because I think it just has a, a incredible way of reaching people. You can, it, if you don't like it, you're probably using it wrong. I think there's so many benefits to it. Sit down. Come here. Come here. Come here. But the thing about social media is the problems that I see with it is, is we sure like to compare. We sure like to see what the other guy's doing. We sure like to gauge our success or failures based on what he's doing with his dog because his dog's the same age. I had a guy here yesterday talking to me about he's a part of a retriever club. He's really bummed out because he's training his dog at 11 months old and he's only doing this, this, and this. And he doesn't use a collar. I don't use collars. I've never put a collar on any dog. I don't own one. I don't use them. I don't, I don't it's just, that's a whole different topic. But this, this guy brought this up and he said, my retriever club, they just keep banging on me about, you could have done this faster if you had put it on a collar. You could have done this faster if you force fetched it. You could have done this faster if you did this. And I looked at him and I said, oh, I get it, man. I, I hear that all the time. Trust me, I get, I get a lot of that. But my question was, what do you gain if you're doing it at, if, let's say his dog's 11 months old and it's going to take him till he's 13 or 14 months old to do something, but that guy's dog did it at 10 months old or 11 months old, what did you, what is, what is the gain there? You did something three months faster than I did? Who cares? What did it just, like, you know how many people get bent out of shape because their dog did that and my dog's not doing it yet and they almost put themselves in a position where they can't move forward. They just can't get work through. Guys, I could care less about what anybody's dog is doing at six months, four months, 10 months, 12 months. I say that, but I, I have to battle with myself to not care because I see it too and I measure stuff. And I go, well, they're doing this. And instead of me feeling bad about it and going, what do I got to do? Or putting, pushing panic buttons. I look at it and I go, How, what, what, what is the differences? And in the, in the end, I look at it and I go, does anybody here care what the score is at halftime? It's the end of the game that matters. And if this dog right here is a month behind that one, which they, they've been... Typically, they've been a couple weeks behind each other. Sometimes she's a little bit further behind than that. Talk to me in six months about these two. Talk to me in 18 months about these two. Because I got a feeling that they're just, one's here, one's there, one's here, one's there, one's here, one's there. But by the time, as long as this trajectory continues to go like this, by the time they get to about three, which is when I would feel like, man, I got, I got a dog I should be pretty proficient with in the field. That doesn't mean at three years old, that's when it turns on or has to be. But about that age, about their third season, I might start looking at it and going, they're pretty damn close. They're both very nice. That's really the most important part because it really doesn't, like I said, that we get way too hung up on, on trying to figure out how to get it done the fastest or the quickest. I think when we do that, we leave an awful lot of holes. And trust me, holes show up. Anybody got any questions? First off, thank you for listening to this. I mean, these little puppies, like I said, there's only so much stuff you can do. I think, 
I don't want to, I hope that people take away, if anything, take away the idea of, oh, I should set up more trailing memories instead of marking. I should, I should put, I should do that leash thing. Like put the leash on and off, get that good. So the information that we try to give you, like I can't, you can't do it all at once. Like I, not, I didn't start doing trailing memories with this dog. I started with getting her to stay on her place. I started her with feeding her and getting her to sit quiet when I got her bowl of food ready. And I start, there's all these little, it's like a chain with lots of links and you gotta build one link at a time. So when I say, if you got issues at home and I can help you with them, I will. You can stop by our booth, we can talk, you can go to our website. You, there's all sorts of stuff you can get re information on from us. But don't fix it all or try to fix it all at once. One thing at a time. My wife always says to my kid when she's got a lot to do, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. It's the only way you can do it. How do you train this dog? One step at a time. So fix one thing and then build off of that. And then fix it and gain, you gotta gain momentum. You gotta get little wins. So anybody have any questions? That was what I was trying to get to because I, there's always some questions. Anybody got a question? Not a question? God, I covered it all. There. How do you build trust in the dog when you can't see the mark? How do you build trust in a dog when you can't see the mark? Trust me when you can't see it. So, when he, so what I, the way I see that, he said, how do I trust build, tr build trust in the dog if the dog can't see the mark? So it's a blind, right? Set up as a blind. How do you build the dog's trust in you yep. that it's there? Starting very small and working your way. So if the dog, so, so I'm anticipating that as you send the dog in the blind, it only goes so far and then it breaks down and hunts. It won't keep going. You're, you're going from A to Z when you need to go from A to B to C to D to E to E all the way through the alphabet. So how do I do it is over time, I get like I can send these dogs on little blinds. Uh, Millie's better at it, but I'll show you. Come here. Now I would never do this. Go back. I'm gonna get one out there because I'm not gonna send that dog to not to fail. This little, hey, look, come on, come on, come on, come on. So did you see she took a 30, she took a 20 yard blind. If there was a dummy there, she'd have tripped on it. And I went, oh my God, my dog's so good. Now she goes, I don't, she's picking daisies. She's the, that little left field kid, right? Up, 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 come on, come on, come on. Up, 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 that's my girl, come on. That's my girl, here comes Lopey. Come here, girl. Come on, hey, 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 come on. That's it. Do you see their focus? She went, oh, wait, wait, come on. That's a good dog. That's my girl. Sit. How did I get her to do that? Well, the way, sit. Because I've done memories so often with this dog. I've done so many of them on the driveway. I do them on the driveway, I have a long driveway. I do them on the driveway. I send her out and I send her out and I send her out and I send her out the same way every single time. And every time she finds one. That's why I was such a hurry to get one out there for her to find. That's why I had to audible and go, oh, tennis ball, get her something. When she goes out, she always finds it. So if it's running, to, if it's running out and not finding it, you need to shorten stuff up and do a whole bunch more. A whole bunch more and you can there are ways like I, I can get dogs so when I set that memory up again it goes back to memories I can go out and drop dummies I did one here I did it unseen I didn't even talk about it 
Did you notice when I did Millie, I took a couple dummies in my left hand and I went like this and I dropped a dummy out my, behind me. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking and I went like that. Every, you're watching this one, right? Yeah. I just dropped that one. You didn't see it. So I could see his eyes, he, he was watching this dummy. That's what I want the dog to do, good boy. So I get, this, I get the pup distracted and I'm walking out and I'm just dropping a dummy behind me and then I'm turning around and going, go back. And that dog runs out, picks it up and brings it back and goes, that son of a bitch is magic. There was no dummy out there. And all of a sudden it's there. And now, what, every time you do that, I think you take, like if you had a checking account, you just made a deposit. Trust, 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 trust. As soon as I, if I go out to send that dog on a blind at six months old, she doesn't find it and I get pissed and I'm hollering at her. We just withdrew, withdrew, withdrew. I got, you gotta have a positive debit here or whatever, whatever the financial terms are. I'm, I'm a dog trainer, guys, not an accountant. But you gotta get that dog to understand trust, 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 trust. Never fail, never fail, never fail. That guy is Zeus. A good way to build that, not specifically lining, but just the idea of believing me is a hunt command drill. Mow yourself a circle in the lawn or find some, some type of natural cover that's thick. Scented tennis balls. I like green tennis balls in the grass, I can't see them. Put that duck scent on it. Put the pheasant scent, put the grouse scent, put whatever you got. Pitch it into the cover. And I, we got a, a bunch of videos about this, but set them up to succeed. First I pitch it in, they run in and they get it. That's a mark. It's not a hunt, but they understand the concept. Then I slip tennis balls in when they're not watching and I take a clot of dirt and I throw the ball of dirt, and I don't throw it right where the tennis ball is, I throw it over here, but the wind's going this way. So they go here, they work, they work, they work, boom, they found it. They had to hunt, they had to use the nose, they had to use the wind, they found it. The whole time I'm encouraging them with a hunt command, you can say whatever you want, find it, lost, whatever you want. But every time that ball goes in and you do a hunt command with them, they think, oh, he is something else. He says there's something there and it's there. That's building trust. It's a really simple drill and you can't hardly overdo that one. It's also a great way to have a dog hold an area, stay in the area, stay in the area. I can send dogs into, these dogs I'll send in the cover that there's no tennis balls. And I'll let them hunt for 10 minutes. And about the time they quit, I slip a tennis ball in. Oh man, I looked there, she said. It wasn't there, it wasn't there. No, I said it was there. Boom, it's there. Someone said I gaslight them. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, so, does it make sense? Gotta build their trust that way. It takes time. It takes a lot of it. Great question. Anybody else? I'm a big believer in like the, this peeless whistle. I like it. I'm gonna try to use it to retrieve my dog. Come here. Thank you, you guys. I really appreciate you. Uh, I, we're gonna do another one at three, I think, inside.